Hi, I'm Breck. And I'm Sally. And we're two friends that wondered why it was so hard to make friends as we got older. Join us each week on Bask in Friendship as we explore friendship themes and tips on forging better bonds. We believe female friendships are going to save the world. Welcome to episode three of Bask in Friendship. We're going to tell you a little bit about us. We wanted to spend a little time today to share our friendship story, which, to be honest, is not something I ever thought I'd be doing. Not because of not being interested in friendship and not because of Breck, but because I never thought I'd be in a position to be working on the big, old, tough problem of making friends. But here we are. And here we are. And I, like many people, have had a winding and not so linear road to where we're sitting today. So working on a digital solution to forging friendships, but also consumed with this research and improving friendships and community, it feels like the most enjoyable and important topic that up until recently, I never really spent much time thinking about. I think our friendship genesis really all began back when I moved to the Bay Area. I followed my Tinder love, now husband, to San Francisco. And I fell into technology where I was in awe of the amount of underaddressed needs that technology can solve. Similarly, Sally, you also had a unique life path that took you to the Bay Area. Totally. Um, My husband had always been an entrepreneur. Um, We had met in undergrad and then went to grad school in the same city, different schools. He had started a company. I actually have um, degrees in music. And I had also started working at a wealth management company when he started his company. But that entrepreneurial path in him really prompted us to think beyond this linear path of getting a job in his, on his part and um, working his way up. Um, so when his company decided it was time to move from Boston to Silicon Valley, um, it was sort of a, a tough but not so tough decision for us to just sort of see what that life could be life and explore a little bit outside of, again, the linear path that I was on. So um, we moved to the Bay Area um, really for his job, for his entrepreneurial journey, and I needed to find a new job there. And I spent a few more years in finance, in marketing consulting, never using my music degrees, except um, all of the skills and kind of discipline that music teaches you obviously are massively applicable to the job world or just creating a company. Um, And one day I, um, you know, it just realized that the entrepreneurial bug that bites a lot of people in Silicon Valley um, was starting to bite me. So after we moved and as I struggled to find a perfect fitting role in finance or tech, And after a few years continuing to building that corporate career, I had had enough and really needed to head out to startup land. I did what any good corporate employee does when they start a company. I followed a passion. I had been intensely interested in food and nutrition, all things agriculture and food system studies for a solid 12 years at that point. It was sort of a side passion of mine. Breck, what about you? How did food start to weave its way into your life? Yeah. um, Sidebar, I love hearing your background because as long as we've been friends, you know, I I know you from a certain point forward, but we don't always talk about what led you to that path. So I love hearing this bio of you, which is we're sharing for everybody, but for me, part of it altogether is for the first time. Um, 
reason why I love this podcast. Yes. To your, so to your question, my first real career um, before I was in technology was in the food industry. And so I started out as pastry chef apprentice, um, which was a very regimented two-year Euro- European style like trade program. And it was run by some, uh, for lack of a better word, very strict, maybe the word is eccentric European chefs. And they took the trade very seriously and they had such pride in their work. Um, and so from there, I moved into fine dining where my eyes were open to you know, food equity, food heritage, food as a conduit to build community. And that sense of community was what I was missing when I moved back to the Bay Area. And which is why when I applied to join the board of the Slow Food San Francisco, I was drawn to them because they were a leader in sustainable food movement, the oldest slow food chapter in the United States. And I went back to food to find the community that I was lacking in the new home. And that's where I met Sally. Yes. So um, we both had these crazy circuitous routes to get to our paths intersecting in the Bay Area. We were ultimately at the time, two women desiring to get our hands in the dirt, literally, and make an impact. Um, It honestly feels now like through those shared experiences of learning the ropes, setting intention and vision for our new board, because I also had applied to be on that board, um, and getting to know one another through the lens of impactful food systems work, we were setting forth this really strong foundation of accountability, diligence, interest, deep conversations, and joy, frankly, in working on shared goals together and with a broader group. And Honestly, for me, that's the making of a really great friendship. Absolutely. I think we were brought together through through Slow Food, but our friendship encompasses so much more now. And so as the years went on and we both left the Bay Area, we continued to stay in touch. And I think we both found ourselves wondering, how do you continue to make deep friends? And how do you grow the friends that you have? And it just led to the seed of an idea that since we found the research to back this up, that by having a common interest as the foundation of friendship is the best indicator of true deep friendship leader. And it feels like we don't have the perfect formula just yet, but we've got curiosity, a few good examples, and listeners like you that share your stories to fuel this tool that we're building. Friendship is one of the most pure and universal of all human experiences. And so I hope that by having these conversations, it builds momentum and really brings point together of being an intentional friend. Technology has provided so much, but I think it's also just taught us to engage with other people. You only have to put your best foot forward or your best photo forward. And to keep in touch is passive. All you have to do is like, maybe a little comment. And what I hope we can accomplish is we take that torch of technology and we go further. We want technology to reinforce the idea that friendship is its deeper than that. It isn't a passive activity. It isn't high level and shiny. You can be authentic. You're not a static image. You're a living, breathing person who needs back and forth and meandering conversations like these. Um, But you need to get beyond this digital point of contact, right? You pick up and cold call your friend. You can text them. It's not all Instagram or nothing. It's not just a like. It's I had a terrible day. My toddler drew on our brand new couch and I can't get it out. And there's no amount of OxyClean in the world that can keep me from wanting to cry in the bathroom. You, that's not on Instagram. What you need is to get deep with your friends. 
And so if you liked getting deep with us today, you can hit subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can send us a note if you and a friend want to share your friendship story with a broader audience. We'd love to hear it. We'll see you next time on Bask in Friendship. Thank you.